0: Hello and welcome back to the Punt the QB podcast. I am Rick at Rick Punt the QB here. We are talking running backs fantasy football. Tim, running backs win championships.
1: Yeah, that doesn't go away. I know PPR leagues have taken the league by storm. I know passing has taken the NFL by storm, but I feel like if you look at the running backs, when I was doing prep for this episode, when you look at the running backs that were early draft picks last year, and then you look at the running backs as far as where they finished, those guys are all the same. Very few surprises, very few guys that hopped in. So I think when it comes to running backs this year, number one, I feel like you know it's still good to invest in them. Number two, there's a wild card play when it comes to the running back position. It's the free agents that are still out there. Because you can love, let's say, Brees Hall. But if Dalvin Cook ends up on the Jets, ruh re- Reggie, raggy Yes. You can love Ramond Stevenson, Stevenson, which I do, and I think you do too. But the Patriots have brought in a couple of these big-name free agents. So if one of those guys goes there, you know, so it's one of those things. There's, there's a wild card at play as of this recording.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of unknown when it comes to this. Same exact thing when you're talking about uh, when they had uh, Kareem Hunt went, went for a tryout to New Orleans left without a contract then went to Indianapolis left without a contract and you still have which Jonathan- is
1: funny because the Colts are desperate what
0: what what are they offering him that he thinks is not good enough yeah I don't know but it makes me wonder like obviously I feel like they had but a does conver- he know it's August I feel like they had a conversation and they were like we don't want to spend a lot of money how about Kareem Hutt and then Kareem Hutt's like you're gonna give me what how dare you I am offended
1: no I I hear you, and you know I'm always pro player, but does he know it's
0: August? Yeah, but well, does he also know that last year, remember when he demanded to be traded and they couldn't find anybody to trade for him? So what are we talking about here? Not to mention, yeah. the, fact that, not to mention the fact that what we're talking about is all these free agent running backs that are still out there, but the Jonathan Taylor thing is still going full throttle right
1: oh, now. Oh, I have a feeling we're going to talk about him in our next segment. Oh, I
0: bet we are. Go ahead. Tell okay. him to kick it off. Well,
1: I asked you as a whole when we started our wide receiver pitch last week, what your approach was to the position? I want to ask you as a whole for running backs, whether it's redraft leagues, uh, dynasty, best ball, DFS, whatever. But as a whole, coming into draft season, maybe we'll just say redraft leagues. What is your approach to the running back position?
0: Uh, it's basically get it's i it, I'm going here. I'm thinking hero running back this season. Well,
1: let me ask you this: Does it vary based on whether your league is PPR or standard?
0: I think yes, it does. It does, but it also depends on where you draft. Because if you're drafting in the middle of the first round, you might be going hero running back or zero running back. Whereas you're drafting at the beginning, you're probably you're going to probably get yourself a, a CMC or an Eckler or something like that, in which then you might be looking at hero running back st- strategy, where you are maybe just take the one, and then you load up on, on as many receivers and tight ends. And, and, so you're and, saying
1: it's more... Less of your approach, more about your draft
0: position. I think it's about where you get where you get your RB1. I think one
1: thing, as as we do our talks on the drive home, one thing we both agree on, and, and it was cool last week, we didn't agree on a lot. So I think it's cool. There is something we agree on. I feel like there's a top six guys in fantasy redraft leagues that we both like. Yeah. I, I think there's three wide receivers, there's two running backs, and then there's, there's Kelsey, and we'll touch on him a lot in the tight end dive. Yeah. I feel like there's those six guys, and then, and then the draft kind of starts at position seven.
0: Yeah, I feel like the worst spot that you could be in right now is somewhere around nine to 11. Because I still feel like once those six guys are gone, you still dictate who you get at that point. Maybe one of those six guys trickles down. Maybe somebody doesn't take Kelsey. Maybe, maybe those guys do get taken, but you still have the first pick out of everybody else. And I think that's important because you start getting a 9-10 and you start seeing the guys that you're kind of like high on and they get picked right before you and you're like, well, now I'm stuck picking somebody that I really don't want because of the value of where he's at.
1: Yeah, Does think, that make sense? Yeah, No, absolutely. It, it, can, it absolutely makes sense. And I didn't think I should dive more into it since we both agree. But one thing I did want to mention is I think in, in leagues, when you go back as far as we do, but even leagues that maybe have only been around four or five years, you still get guys that, okay, when it comes to the first three to four rounds, I'm going to come out with two running backs. And lately, you've seen a lot more zero running back and hero running back, which I thought was less about that's my plan going in and more about taking what the room gives you and zigging when everybody else zags because you can be like, oh, I really got to get a running back in the first round. And then the first seven picks of running back, you're like, well, I guess I'll take Justin Jefferson. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're going to talk about it as the episode goes on here, but there is a there is a gap if you're to, especially in PPR, there is a lot of receivers going in those first 3 rounds. And then you get to this point where all those receivers are gone and then the running backs, you have to catch up with the running backs. So rounds 5 through 8 in the, in the running backs, where I say like I think we said it last episode, in 5 through 8 there's kind of a dead zone for receivers, but it's actually like a gold mine for running backs.
1: Absolutely. And and that's the thing is, I think overall my plan going into draft season is about that. I love the wide receivers in Tier 1 and 2-2, two, two. not that much in love with Tier 3 and Tier 4 receivers, and then there's a bunch of deep guys I love. So if, if your approach is maybe hero running back, those middle rounds, there's a lot of guys I love, and we'll talk about it in undervaluing and in deep targets, but I, I'm with you. But that being said, let's bring this guy in with our top 10. Can we agree on the top two?
0: Yes. I think in different orders.
1: I like Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. I like Christian McCaffrey solely because, listen, last year he finished RB2 last year, and he was only on the Niners for half the season. Imagine if he stays on the Niners the entire season and stays healthy, what he could possibly be.
0: Yeah, I, I have one and two. Mine's Eckler and then CMC. Um, I really like the Chargers offense. We've talked about it last episode. Love them. Give me as much of the Chargers offense as I possibly can get. And, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the only thing that, that bothers me is with Christian McCaffrey is, is we saw it a lot last year. Elijah Moore comes in, gets some touchdowns. Um, he gets in some, some, some carries. It's basically CMC kind of falls into that. I wouldn't say like Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, but he can get, he can get some TDs and some rushing yards hawked away from him because of, uh, Elijah Mitchell and, uh, Terry and Price, and, and there's the, the Jordan Mason. There's a bunch of good running backs. That's the one thing about Shanahan. You, you know that there's going to be a, a ton, of, ton of depth in all of those skill positions.
1: I hear you. I, I have Austin Eckler second, so I'm not going to nitpick with you. What worries me about Eckler is last year he had 18 touchdowns, which is what gave him the lead over CMC. Factually speaking, Austin Eckler, his average point per game was 21.9, where CMC was 21.0. So that less than one point, point per game difference had a lot to do with the 18 total touchdowns that Austin Eckler had. I don't know that that's sustainable.
0: Uh, it, it might not be, but there's nothing that says that this that this high-powered Chargers offense, which I think is going to be the highest scoring offense in the league, um, doesn't find other ways to get Eckler involved. Eckler could still get six seven rushing touchdowns and he can get six or seven receiving touchdowns you're still talking about 14 touchdowns that's a pretty awesome season.
1: yeah we're just nitpicking one two, but either way we agree cmc and austin eckler in either order is the top do you want to pick nitpick three and four uh we probably will since you're able to see my sheet and i'm not able to see you.
0: <laughs> who is your number three my number three is nick chubb
1: Oh, you know, I love, you know. Oh, let me let me grab a here and get excited. You know, I love me my Nick Chubb. My
0: number three is Nick Chubb, and I'll tell you why. I I'm not as high on the Browns and Deshaun Watson as everybody wait, else is. But
1: wait, before but, you go on, we are talking PPR, correct? Yes.
0: Okay. Just making sure. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. There's nobody there to spell him. There's no Kareem Hunt like there was before. All right. You're talking about guy last year, Nick Chubb was RB6, with Kareem Hunt pretty much playing every other drive. In PPR leagues. It doesn't make a difference. No, that's what
1: I'm saying. What I wanted to point out is, yes, it, one theme I'm going to talk about when it comes to my top 10 and overvalued, undervalued is, in PPR leagues, guys like Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb and Ron- Rondae Stevenson get a bad rap because, oh, these guys don't play on third down, they whatever. Last year... Derek Henry finished RB four in PPR formats, and Nick Chubb finished RB six in PPR formats.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't so don't matter. Don't be shied
1: away from taking these guys. If you're talking
0: about a guy that's going to get even more of the workload. I mean, Nick Chubb is the favorite on DraftKings to win to have the rushing title at the end of the season. Yeah,
1: you don't have to sell me on Nick Chubb. I love him. Factually speaking, he's my number five. Solely because I have Saquon three. Solely because okay, he's happy now for the moment. They got him to come back in with some guarantees, some incentives, and to let him, you know, be a free agent next year. He's motivated. He was RB five last year. I I think he's going to be great in what amounts to be a walk here for him. I like his upside. So I've got Saquon three, but I'm not nitpicking. Nick Chubb is my five.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're pretty much the same. I got Saquon as my four, and then I've got Derrick Henry as my five. I mean, Ken- King Henry is still boss. I mean, if somebody's going to lead the league in rushing and it's not Nick Chubb, it's going to be Derrick Henry, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, my three, four, five are Saquon, Henry, Chubb. Your three, four, five are are Chubb, Henry, Saquon. Either way, we're still talking the same guys, and that's the thing is, I thought I was going to get a little pushback on you in this because again, we're talking PPR formats, but people don't realize just how good Derrick Henry
0: and Nick Chubb really are. Nick Chubb is going to be a beast. I've said it every single in the in the multiple years we've done this. I've said it every single time. There is no running back I've seen in this NFL the last three years that if he gets through the front line untouched, he's gone. Oh, and That's over. Nick Chubb. Love Nick Chubb could take the ball 95 yards. If he just gets through that line and there's a hole open and there's nobody around him, he's gone.
1: Yeah, very few people in sports excite me as much as Nick Chubb. All right, who's your number six, buddy?
0: My number six is Josh Jacobs. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs, he's just... I mean, what he did last year on a, on a bad Raiders team, and if, as long as he stays... As long as he comes in and he decides that he's gonna play, which by by all means he's got no other choice. I mean, let's face it. By the time it's all said and done, he's gonna have to come in. Nobody's gonna throw a whole year away and ten million dollars. Yeah, how'd that work out for LeBell? It did not work out well for him at all. And so, but as long as he comes in, this guy he he he's a consistent, he's a consistent running back. He's one of those guys who put his head down and and get you get you the yards that you need. And let's face it, the, the Raiders. I mean, I I know I'm big on Devontae Adams still, but I mean, this offense is going to need Josh Jacobs more than Josh Jacobs needs this offense.
1: I like Josh Jacobs. Factually speaking, he's my number seven. He finished RB three last year in both PPR points and points per game. I would have him higher if I trusted his status. And to acquire Josh Jacobs in a redraft league, you're probably going to need a first round pick. And so, if you're risk adverse when it comes to your first round picks. You really got to know his situation going into your draft. My number six, Bijan Robinson. Uh, He was selected eighth overall in the draft. He landed in a great spot with Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. I think Bijan Robinson, I know he's a rookie, but when you look at the history of rookies drafted in the top 10 of the NFL draft, they always do well in fantasy. I I mean, so Bijan Robinson is my number six, and and I think he's
0: very special. I think he is going to be special I just don't know if I buy it into... Because there are some people that are putting Bijan in the top three running backs. And I don't know if I go that far. I don't have him at... What do you have? Him, six? Six. I didn't even have him at seven. I have Bijan at eight. Um, I'm just... Oh, fill in the blanks. What you got for me, buddy? Oh, well, I already told you Josh Jacobs at seven. and I, At six. My number seven is Tony Pollard. Wow. my Yeah, Tony Pollard, man, he just gets it done. I mean, this is a guy that as a backup last year... Was doing some pretty awesome things, and I know that it's like, can he carry the l- workload? I think he can. I think you're talking about a guy who had what ten touchdowns last year, and he had none in the, within like the five yard line. All the goal line touchdowns went to Zeke, who got like ten of them inside the five yard line. Zeke is it appears is not coming back to Dallas. Um, and if as of this recording, as of this recording, it. He's he's said it does not he does not see himself coming back to Dallas.
1: I'll reserve my Tony Pollard comments for the next segment.
0: All right. Well, so anyway, all I'm saying is is that with Tony Pollard, I feel like this is this Mike McCarthy offense is gonna be a lot more balanced. They're gonna run the ball a little more here. And Tony Pollard, man, he's one of those guys. He's he's somebody who is like a, a step down from Nick Chubb. He's just the next step down. When he gets the ball and he makes somebody miss, he's on his way to the end zone.
1: Okay, um, since you're down to eight, I'll go give my number eight. My number eight is Joe Mixon. Last year, he finished RB10 despite missing three games. He was fifth in points per game, took a pay cut to stay on a Super Bowl contender, and oh, by the way, Samad so J.P. Ryan is gone. It blows my mind that ESPN has him at number 12 with everything I just mentioned, so I got Mixon at number eight.
0: You know what? I don't even have Mixon in my top ten.
1: Wow. Yeah. What, what part of everything I said do you not love?
0: Um, I do not love, because having Mixon on my team last year, I do not love the fact that Cincinnati um, just loves to pass the ball. They love their receivers. I mean, Mixon, besides that one game where he scored those five touchdowns, I mean, I think on the season he only had, like, eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns. He was RB10. Yeah, he had five touchdowns. He had a majority of those points all in one game. Those don't count? No, they do count, but I'm just saying when you're talking about being somebody that had him on his team last year and suffering through So it's
1: not about where you think he is, You're just bitter.
0: It's not the fact that I'm bitter. I don't think he's he is He's that he's a running back that is ha ends up high on the list, but he only has a couple of breakout games.
1: Okay. Where are you at on your list?
0: Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back here, but uh my number nine is Jonathan Taylor. And uh so Jonathan Taylor, once again, you're, the the talent is there. He moves. He's probably should be higher, but I cannot trust with whatever is going on in Indianapolis right now. I don't know if we're gonna see. I cannot say because once again, I'm not uh, I'm not an expert in the know and stuff. But but these players have feelings, and these players will mess with you if you mess with them. And I have a feeling Jonathan Taylor's coming in, and when something goes wrong. When something comes up, whether it's like a hammy or whatever or something that he's going to sit out for like four weeks. Like I just see like to be like, oh, you know what? I just can't do it. I mean, really, really, it does not make a difference. If you hold out or you leave the team, you can get fined. You can get all these other all these other issues suspended, provided you're under suspended, not paying and stuff like that. But if, if so, if you say you're hurt and you say you're not ready to go back out there, they have no choice but to keep paying you and let you sit there. So, I have a feeling Jonathan Taylor is going to come in. He's going to play. And, and I'm not saying he's going to dog it. I'm saying he's going to play hard. But if something happens, you're going to miss. He, I, I feel like this guy is just going to miss a significant amount of time.
1: Yeah, I, I actually have Jonathan Taylor at number nine. I was very surprised ESPN has him at number five. I know he's one year removed from being overall RB1, but I'm telling you what, this feud between him and Irse, we have not heard the last of it. And wherever he's ranked, he won't be on my team.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see him being on my team either. Round out your top ten for if me. If I can buddy. if I can get to him, get him in the third round though, maybe I'll jump all over it. Nope. No? Nope, nothing. Nothing. Huh? Nope. My number 10, Brees Hall. And I'll tell you what, Brees Hall last year, points per game before he got hurt was RB 7 Before you
1: go on, do you reserve the right to change this if they bring in somebody else?
0: Um well no, I'm just I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stick with this. As of right now, <laughs> as of today, Brees Hall is my number 10 running back. Brees Hall, like I said, points per game last year, RB seven before he got hurt, and points per you know he is the reason why they were five and two last year. It wasn't because Zach Wilson was playing well; he wasn't. It's not because Garrett Wilson was lighting the world on fire seven games in the season because he wasn't doing that either. He didn't come out until the end of the game, end of the season. Brees Hall was the reason this team was five and two. Brees Hall and that defense. Aaron Rodgers is coming there. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the same quarterback he's been from two or three years ago. Time is catching up, and Brees Hall is the Aaron Jones uh, escape pod for Aaron Rodgers to get things done, and Brees Hall can get it done.
1: I think where he's ranked and where he's going, he won't be on my team. I have reservations about him. I'm moving on to number 10. My number 10 is Ramondae Stevenson. He finished RB7 last year. That was with Damian Harris on the roster and only scoring a total of six touchdowns. I I think... I would move him up high on this list if I trusted Belichick. They bring in a lot of free agent running backs. I just think that overall he's underrated. So I, I wanted to get Ramondi Stevenson into my top 10.
0: Yeah, he's right there. He's right there with my Brees Hall and Jonathan Taylor. He's in that, he's in that tier of players that I have written there. All right, Tim, time to talk about some overvalued running backs. And to me, I'll make it real quick. It's any of these not signed running backs because the unknown here of these guys, if they're going to end up anywhere, or even if they are and they're going to get significant time anywhere, I mean Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, everyone could take these guys higher than I'll ever take them. So I'm just going to sit back and let all those guys go.
1: Yeah, the the big name guys, the the Zeke, Dalvin Cook, um, any of those guys that are that are currently out there. I agree. Someone's going to be the, I've got to be the smartest guy in the room and take him now. Uh, I, I hear you. Where could any of these guys land right now and they'd walk into top 10 numbers?
0: I don't know. Because exactly. Because everywhere you talk about, there's somebody there.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. One thing I want to mention as we brought in our overvalued segment was current free agent running backs. Just because I think their name, my old Jeter rule, their name is going to be worth more than their production. Mm-hmm. All right, now I teased it last segment. I wanted to bring it back. You like Tony Pollard. He was not my top 10. I think he's overvalued. He was ranked eighth, but last year he had 193 carries, which was by far his career high. That worries me that he's never been the bell cow. That, that's my only hesitation about him. I just don't feel... With where he's ranked and where the people love him, I feel like he won't be on my team. Yeah,
0: that's, that's fine. It's fair. Uh, but I think he's going to be able to handle that bell cow role. Here's somebody that I don't think will be able to ha- handle that bell cow, bell cow role is, uh, is, is running back number 19, Alexander Madison.
1: Can't argue with that.
0: I, I just don't I don't think he's going to be able to do it the whole time. Um, he's done some pretty good job like in, in some ro- roles while Cal- Dalvin Cook was out but I don't know if a whole season if I trust it.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and that's part of my reservation about Tony Pollard. Another guy I didn't want to touch on when you were talking about him last segment because I wanted to circle back to, Brees Hall. I think he's overvalued. He's ranked 15th. He's coming back from a significant injury, and the Jets have been parading in free agents. So, Excuse me, sir. Do you want to fight? Is ah, that what you're looking
0: for? Are you I'm, looking I'm, for I'm, a fight? You I'm just- not going to disrespect for you in your house. Top 10. Top 10. And you I put two guys in there, and you, you crap on both of them. Isn't that
1: the whole point of doing top 10s for debate?
0: You know what? I'm ready to debate you, sir. <laughs> I'm what what have we been you? doing for three seasons? I'm ready, I'm ready to debate you some more now.
1: This is what we've been doing for three
0: seasons. Oh, my God. Give me a name for overvalued. I don't even know where to go right now. You're totally throwing me off here. All right. Um, I'm going to throw out two here. They were both in my top 10, but J- Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, because of the unknown of what you – of the unknown of these guys – um, both of these guys, I do not trust the human aspect that when we're talking about contracts and we're talking about Lamar Jackson, I believe, uh, this is this is conspiracy theory, Rick, right now. All right. So help I hope I don't get put, canceled. Put on your tinfoil cap. Yeah, so got it. Tinfoil cap's on right now. But Lamar Jackson, I feel like if he got paid all that money last year, I don't think he's missing all those games. I think he's playing through some things. I think he's telling them, I can do this. I'll be out there you don't worry about it. I'll be, I'm good. Whereas I feel like when you're not happy with your team, when you're not getting paid, what you want to get, when you're talking about contracts and they aren't listening to you, I feel like you're a lot more likely to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself. Why would I take care of a team? That's not taking care of me. I'm going to take care of myself and make sure I'm a hundred percent before I go out there. You know what I mean? How like some people are like, he's not going out there until he's a hundred percent. Well, guess what? You either have two different types of people. The, the, guy, that's getting, the guy that's getting paid that's like, yeah, I want to get out there. I want to do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, And he'll say he at 80% or 70%, he'll say he's 100%. But somebody that's disgruntled, somebody that's not getting paid, that guy is easily going to turn around and go, yeah, I'm not 100%. You said you're not putting me out there unless I'm 100% and I'm not.
1: Yeah, the two guys you're talking about, I'll bring some legends into it. The one guy you're talking about, like Ronnie Lott. I'm gonna cut my part of my finger off, put me back in, I'm good. I'm a guy and I'm gonna get out there. The other end of that spectrum, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Remember the the last dance they were talking about? He's like, I was injured, but I wasn't gonna ruin my summer by having surgery. So he waited till the beginning of season to have surgery so that he was uh sitting out games and not missing his summer. Yeah. Those are the two different athletes we're talking about. So circling back to what you brought up, great point. Neither one of those guys will be on my team. Now, a theme that I was talking about in the wide receiver episode, I was going to echo a little bit here as far as two guys on a team. We're, we're seeing tandem wide receivers. We're also seeing tandem running backs. Been a lot more committee been going on lately in the NFL. Guys that I think one guy's here, the other guy's there. Are they really that different? Jamar Gibbs, I've seen a lot of love for him. He's ranked 16th on ESPN's rankings, while David Montgomery is 26th. I think they're going to be a lot closer than that. Kenneth Walker III, he's ranked 17th, while Zach Charbonnet is 40th. I I just don't think there should be that big a swing between these players.
0: Yeah, well, I will say, though, that Jameer Gibbs, he falls into your um, early drafted running backs and how they always are successful. Running backs that are picked in the top 15 are usually successful that year. You use that you used that earlier on uh, Bijan Robinson, so I kind of have to drop that back on you here with uh Jameer Gibbs. And now Bijan Robinson, he's but who got, was
1: the better of the running backs last year in Detroit?
0: The better of the running backs? Jamal
1: Williams. Okay. Was he the first drafted of the Detroit running backs last year? No.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm, but once again, I'm just saying but there's nothing that's Jameer Gibbs is not DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery is not Jamal Williams. I mean, these are two different... You know why Jameer Gibbs is not those guys? He hasn't
1: shown anything on the field yet.
0: Okay, but neither has Bijan in the NFL. True. All right, so what I'm saying, you're talking about... But these are about... two different guys. Don't pretend... No, but I'm, saying it... J- but I'm saying Jameer Should Gibbs... Could Jameer a Gibbs a... have been
1: drafted at number 12? No. Could he
0: have? No, but he was. Okay. And in the because history Dan of the Campbell NFL... Dan was drinking early on drafting? In or? the history of the NFL... The running backs that have been picked in the top 15 have ended up being top 10 top 15 running backs it's usually always happened you're still butthurt about brees hall aren't you no i'm just trying to bring it up you wanted to bring up you i can't i debate with you when you can debate on me you can't crap on my players you can crap on my players but i can't crap on your players Did, have you been listening for three years who is this who is this guy <laughs> huh? what do you got give me right. overvalued uh i'm pretty much good on my overvalued i don't have pretty much anybody left here thanks for thanks for calling me out here
1: on that well i can't see your list you can see mine so i i am having genuine reaction here i got two more guys for overvalued before we go into undervalued deandre swift he's ranked 28th rashad penny's 37 gainwell is over 50 i i don't think swift should be that much higher than the other two guys in his committee I think he's a little overvalued. Rashad White, I gave him some love when we were talking about the NFC South. I think he's going to go over his yards. But ranked 21, that is solid RB2 territory, and that should not be. That's assuming a breakout. And last I checked, the Bucks are brutal. So at that price, ranked 21st on ESPN's PPR rankings, he will not be on my
0: The only thing we'll say about Rashad White is that there's nobody else there to take carries away from him.
1: Yeah, but should he be ranked 21?
0: I, 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 probably not. He was on my team last year, and it wasn't. It wasn't fun.
1: So by definition, that makes him overvalued. All right,
0: all right let's get to undervalued. Go all on. right, all right, let's get to some undervalued people here. Uh, I'm gonna throw out a, a James Conner. James Conner right now is 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 running back is is listed as running back 22 on ESPN, and I think this guy could end up being top 15. This guy is a guy that um he literally came out first day of training camp was like, do not sleep on me. I I see where everyone's where my average draft position is at. Like it was like, holy cow! He's this guy, fully aware. He's of it. fully aware, and he's like, you guys don't dog me, don't sleep on me. I'm gonna put up some big points this year. And uh, you know, like you brought it up in the last in the what a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the NFC West when they were talking to the uh, to the head coach. He's they said, do you have any issues with him being the bell cow back? And he's like, absolutely none.
1: Yeah, you don't have to convince me on him. A couple guys I mentioned earlier when I talked about the undervalued. I think Mixon, ranked 12th, is significantly undervalued, especially with P. Ryan gone. So I I think Mixon's a little underrated. Uh, I just touched on David Montgomery, and I thought he should not be ranked 10 slots behind uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think he has a chance of being Jamal Williams 2.0. One thing I wanted to mention on undervalued before I let you go on a roll. Undervalued as a whole, we talked about it when we talked about the top um, 10. Do not undervalue guys who are not, quote, uh, catching running backs, third-down running backs in PPR formats. We talked about it. I'm going to talk about it again just because I think it's important. Derrick Henry in PPR last year. Derrick Henry RB4, Nick Chubb RB6, Ramondi Stevenson RB7, Joe Mixon RB10, and Jamal Williams was RB13. All of those guys don't play traditionally on third down, yet they all finish in the top 15. Do not underrate traditional running backs in PPR leagues,
0: Yeah. They can still catch the ball on first down and second down. There's still screen passes to these guys every now and then Derrick Henry last year, caught more balls than he's ever caught in his whole career. So don't sleep on these guys just because you think they're one dimensional because, uh, the, when you do that's when they kind of add a little bit, a couple of things there. Cause trust me, guess what NFL teams are also scouting for these guys not catching the ball. So every now and then they're going to do it to throw people off, off balance. So I'm going to give you another couple of sleepers here. Um, Javante Williams going right now. He was going uh, uh, way down the line here at RB 31. This guy's going to play preseason games. This guy looks like he's healthy. And if he's healthy, he's a lot closer to where he was last year as far as being like RB like 12, 13 than he is RB 31.
1: Yeah, I, I've made it known that I like Samaj P. Ryan this year, but at 31, that's good value for John Vontae Williams. Can't argue with that. Now, I touched on last week when I was touching on Van Jefferson and Rondell Moore and the opportunities with bad teams. I'm going to echo that with Cam Akers. Last year, from weeks 13 to 18, he was RB5. And uh, from where he's ranked, he's ranked at 24. I just think he has high RB2, potentially RB1 potential and people are going to sleep on him because he plays on a bad team. Yep.
0: Uh, somebody else to tell you not to not to sleep on here that somebody that's a uh, somebody that I feel is undervalued is Dave Montgomery. I know I was giving you crap about Jameer Gibbs, but Dave Montgomery is kind of more more on a line to be the uh, Jamal Williams like last year. He is going to get more of the goal line carries. He's the bigger back. Um, I That's think, all I was yeah. trying to
1: point out when I was trying to know Gibbs, just, I think, relative to where David Montgomery... is. I
0: think both of them have really good value.
1: Where so. their value is, Montgomery will be on my team before Gibbs. Okay.
0: Anybody uh, else you want to Yeah, no,
1: I've got a couple names. I didn't want to crap on your parade. I, You know, even though I've been doing that for, let's say, three seasons. Um, Miles Sanders, I, I wasn't huge on his signing because what they gave him monetarily. But he's ranked 22nd in ESPN's rankings. I think he has RB1 potential. I like Miles Sanders and the offense he's going to play in there. Um, J.K. Dobbins, I think at RB, 20, ranked at 27. Another guy with RB1 upside. And, and again, we echoed it early on. I think if you go Tier 1 or Tier 2 wide receivers, that dead zone we were talking about wide receivers in Tier 3 and Tier 4, this is where you scoop up the guys we're mentioning right now. I am completely fine getting some guys in this zone, and I think Miles Sanders and J.K. Dobbins absolutely fill that.
0: All right, I'm going to throw out a couple of names here. Real quick here, I'm going to throw out um, both Washington running backs. I'm I'm really big on this Washington offense. I don't know why, but I feel like I, I am. I think I, Brian, I'm noticing a theme here. I think Brian Robinson is going to have. Did, a, did Mark Rippen come out of retirement? <laughs> it's it's if it, they brought a time machine back here. Okay. No, but I I think that uh, Brian Robinson is is somebody that uh, especially where he's being drafted at. He's got some great value as far as what he's going to be able to do running the ball. And Antonio Gibson in a PPR, I mean, he's like your J.D. McKissick that you saw a couple of years ago. I think uh, Antonio Gibson, this is somebody that I was really high on his first couple of years. Um, not so much last year, but I, I think that in the PPR format, these guys are going to be able to do do pretty well for themselves. Um, somebody else I'll bring up here is James Cook. There is this dead this dead this dead zone here of five to eight, rounds five through eight where we named a lot of these guys, Uh, James Conner, James Cook, um, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, JK Dobbins, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. These guys all fall into that five through eight round where I feel like if you go hero running back and you only have one, and you can just load up on these guys in those rounds after you've picked up a tight end, quarterback, couple of receivers, stuff like that. A couple of really good receivers, especially if you're picking them first and second rounds. And you can t- kind of build the rest of your team, especially with these running backs. I think there's a lot of value.
1: Yeah, I think if there's a year to try here, uh, zero running back, this is the year. I love that mid-tier. I really do. Um, some of the names you guys mentioned, guys I was going to mention in the deep target segment. Um, but I, I love him nonetheless. One more, guys, for undervalued before we move on to the next segment. I think the Miami running backs as a whole are undervalued. Jeff Wilson ranked 39, Raheem Mosert 42. These are guys you can get as your third or fourth running back, and, and really, at that point, that's just value. I think those are guys, if you're going zero running back, those are also guys you can target because they'll give you something to start early on until someone else breaks out of your lottery ticket.
0: Yeah, it's like the, the Philadelphia running backs. Um, if you think, if you think, if you're not high on De- DeAndre Swift, you got Richard Penny, you got Kenneth Gainwell, you, one of these guys, one of these guys in Miami is really going to step up. One of these guys in Philly is going to step up. There's going to be value there. All right, Tim. So let's, uh, we got some overvalue, We got undervalue, Let's talk about some of our sleepers and some of our deep sleepers. Um, I'm going to right yes, start it off right here. The lottery tickets. Yes. I'm going to start it off right here. RB 53, Devin Asheen. I brought it up that I really liked him in the uh, AFC East episode, in the rookie episode. I, I really liked Devin Ashane. I think he's going to be, he could be one of those guys. He's super fast. He he could be a monster. He could take monster spot, no problem.
1: Yeah, I think, and I talked about it last segment, I think if you're one of those guys going zero running back, target two of the three guys from Miami, and I think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys that I like deep targets, you know, everyone listening knows my absolute love for Nick Chubb. Well, don't think I'm going through a deep target segment without mentioning Jerome Ford. All right. Kareem Hunt has had, uh, in the last couple of years, in working in tandem with Nick Chubb, has had flex appeal. I'm not going to go there with Jerome Ford, but I feel like in his ranking, he'll find a way on my team.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about, uh, that brings it perfectly. Thank you, Tim into what I wanted to talk about is, I'm going to drop two right now. Uh, running back number 57 and running back number 61, respectively, Tank Bigsby and Ty J. Spears. If you're going to get one of those big name running backs, if you're going to have your Travis E.T., and if you're going to have your Nick Chubb, if you're going to have your uh, Derrick Henry, you better have these guys. These guys are the handcuffs, because guess what? Most of these guys... We'll probably be able to fill that role if those guys go down. So if you did, have the one. Did I just other.
1: turn you to the dark side? Did I just convince you to come over to the it's, it's the handcuff
0: side? The handcuffed side, especially when you're talking about best ball, when you're talking about your fantasy teams, I, I think that we are seeing, like, I'm finally selling in. I'm finally buying into the handcuff.
1: Come to the dark side, my friend. Handcuff your player. We can rule the galaxy together. <laughs> uh yeah some other guys i i like um zamir white las vegas i do we know what's happening with josh jacobs
0: no nobody does
1: so why not at his price fifty three on c b s fifty one on fantasy index why the heck not with zamir white
0: yeah um, let me throw somebody else out there do you know tim who the uh r b thirty six is in uh e s p n Khalil herbert wow i mean thats that criminal. is, that is Pretty awesome value for somebody that is probably RB1 on Chicago right now.
1: Yeah, he'll get the benefit of the doubt going into the season. So, I, I mean, even, what, worst case, 800 yards and six to seven touchdowns? Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. To get he, that... He's
1: a perfect guy if you're doing zero running back. If you want him to be RB1 the first couple of weeks till the other lottery tickets hit, why not? Yeah. Yeah, some of the other guys I like, speaking of Chicago, for price, Roshan Johnson... He was Bajon Robinson's backup at Texas. Uh, he's free on ESPN. He's basically free. I, I understand Khalil Herbert and everything you said I, about him. I agree. But when it comes to lottery tickets, I think he's a good lottery ticket. I, I, I like Roshan Johnson at his price.
0: All right, I'm going to give you one right here. RB 65, Kenneth Gainwell. This guy loved. This Kenneth guy Gainwell. played well last year when he got a chance. And Rashard Penny and DeAndre Swift aren't really the healthiest of running backs usually. Usually they always have their spells of injuries. I think Kenneth Gainwell is a steal at RB65. I think this guy has the talent. Even if he gets half of the workload, if one of those guys gets down, I think he's going to put up good numbers. Love me some Kenneth Gainwell this year. Plus, of the three running backs in that committee,
1: he's the only guy that was there last year. He's familiar with the system. Uh, Tyler Algier, everybody's in love with John Robinson, and rightly so, but I tell you what. He had 1,035 rush yards last year. There's plenty of room for the way that Atlanta runs the ball. They were the second most running team only behind Chicago, and that's only because they count Justin Fields' design runs as runs. Mm-hmm. True running team, nobody committed to the run like Atlanta. And I think even if Bijan Robinson has a great year, I think there's plenty of room for Tyler Algier.
0: Yep. Uh, I'll give you another one here. Uh Aaron Williams, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this is a, the Notre Dame product. Uh, he was hurt a lot of the year last year as a rookie. Um, this is a guy that I think if the cam makers can't get it done, he's going to step in and get the opportunity. So if this is somebody you're picking in baseball, if this is somebody you're picking in fantasy or dynasty, this is somebody to... Uh, to stash and just hold on to it and, and wait and see what happens.
1: Yeah, the last two names I want to mention are absolutely free when it comes to draft day. It, it, I'm telling you, the very last round, why not throw some darts out? The one guy that's absolutely free, Keontae Ingram from Arizona. It, it, there's nothing special about him. I'm not saying there isn't. But at 28 years old, we I think we both like James Conner, but do you trust him to play 17 games? No. And for the price that Keontae Ingram go, is going, why not use your very last pick on him as opposed to trying to scramble to the waiver
0: wire to get him if if James Conner goes? Yeah, down. right about now. I don't know if I trust anybody to play 17 games. No, not, um, not, even, Derek, not even Derek Henry and, and Nick Chubb. I'll give you my last one here. Uh, at RB69, Chase Brown. Uh, the what I feel like, I feel like Chris Evans, everyone always thinks he's, I think Chase Brown is going to be the uh, the rookie. Coming in for Cincinnati, I think he's going to be the uh, the handcuff to Joe Mixon. I feel like he's going to be the guy that gets, uh, gets some significant play if something happens to Mixon.
1: You, you, you said he's ranked 69?
0: 69. Nice. 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 Nice.
1: My last name, I'm going to give you another guy who's absolutely free. You mentioned in the last segment, Jordan Mason, San Francisco. He is absolutely free on draft day. If you don't take him with your very last pick, he'll be on waivers. But I'm telling you what, he's worth your last pick. Both Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell have had past injury issues, and the way Kyle Shanahan can develop running backs is the same way his dad did. I know our buddy Malcolm, the executive producer, remembers a guy named Tatum Bell. Yeah. You know, so I, I tell you what, Jordan Mason, deep league, very last round pick. He is absolutely worth it. All right. You got any other deep guys for no, me? No,
0: that's, that pretty much covers it all. All right, Tim, let's do some uh, best bets, a uh, review of some of our best bets for the season for the running backs here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take, take the lead on this one because I'm going to throw one out there that I threw out a couple of weeks ago that is no longer available. Oh, Jonathan Taylor under 1200 and a half rushing yards at minus 115 on Caesar sportsbook. I bet it. And now it is gone. <laughs> Just like a there fart are and win. No bets for Jonathan Taylor now because of his holdout. So I don't even know. With the way this is going, if he starts off the season and he's not playing or whatever, if this gets ugly, this might not even be honored by Caesars Sportsbook.
1: I'm telling you, I said it in the opening segment, I hold two. This feud between him and Ersay, you don't usually see owners behave like this. Let's be honest, unless you live in that team city, you can't name all 32 team owners. Yeah. You don't usually know your team owner, but everybody knows Jimmy Irsay. This feud with him and Jonathan Taylor, it's not over.
0: Oh, it's crazy. Jim Mercy's like, if I die tomorrow and Jonathan Taylor doesn't play another NFL snap, no one's going to remember either one of us. I was like, geez dude, who what says are you that? Yes.
1: Even if you believe that, yeah. who says yeah, that? It's
0: just so, so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, speaking of bad teams from the AFC South, my first of the bets bets, I touched on it uh, not too long ago. I echo it. Damian Pierce. From Houston, over 875 and a half rush yards. That is minus 115 on Caesars. D'Amico Ryan's brought over a Kyle Shanahan disciple to be his offensive coordinator. We know his track work- worker with running backs. He had 939 yards last year. I am not afraid of Devin Singletary. Uh, give me over 875 and a half on Damian Pierce. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him.
0: All right, one that I picked up here that uh, I talked about it before. Brian Robinson over 725 and a half rushing yards. Um. Initially, I had like seven seventy-five from Caesar Sportsbook, but I found it on FanDuel for minus one twelve at 725 and a half. It's the best odds you're gonna get, and I'm all over that one.
1: I love it. Another guy I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we were breaking down the AFC South. I echo it, and uh, I still love it. Derrick Henry over nine and a half rushing touchdowns. That is on Caesars at minus one fifteen. Again, his three-year average is thirteen rush touchdowns per season. Even in the year he got hurt, he had ten. Nine and a half can be done in him in the first month of the season. This is Derek frickin' Henry we're talking about.
0: Yep. Uh, another one I'm on here, I got Tony Pollard over eight and a half rushing touchdowns at plus 120 on DraftKings. Um, and I also found one, if you, don't, if you think that's a little too much, over seven and a half rushing touchdowns at plus 100 on Caesar Sportsbook. Caesar Sportsbook, and I'm on both of those.
1: Yeah, and we've said it a million times. I hope you're still listening. Shop
0: around. Yeah, and uh, what do you call it? Zeke? Zeke hawked 10 touchdowns within the five-yard line that Pollard did not get. And Pollard still rushed for eight touchdowns, 10 touchdowns last year.
1: Yeah, why not? I I hear you. I I just, my only hesitation with Pollard is the fact that his career high is 193, which after that, his next one is 103. But as far as eight and a half touchdowns, that's nothing. And not in a 17-game season. I'm going to wrap my best bets David Montgomery, we've talked about him multiple times on this. His over-under for rush touchdowns on Caesars is six and a half. Give me over that all day. Last year, Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns. I'm not saying David Montgomery's going to do that again, but six and a half? Are you crapping me? Give me over that all day. Get that before Vegas wakes up.
0: Yep. Uh, My last one here that I'm going to throw out there is a, a review from when we, back when the AFC East was our very, one of our very first episodes Um, Brees Hall over 875 and a half rushing yards, minus 115, over six and a half rushing touchdowns, plus 125. Nobody in the Jets organization has touched these numbers in seven years. All right, Since what we talked about, 2015, with Chris Ivory years. Remember him? Chris Ivory, yeah. I brought it up. But you know what? This isn't the woeful Jets. This is the Aaron Rodgers led Jets. And I feel like you're going to see, we talked about it earlier in the episode, you're going to see Aaron Rodgers is going to really lay on to Brees Hall to help uh, ease the load from the passing and the, end of the rushing.
1: So you really have no issues about him coming back from injury and no issues
0: that they've been bringing in running backs. I think, I think it, I. As of right now, with everything the way that's going, that's where I'm at. That's where my bets are at. Even if they bring somebody in, I believe that if they bring somebody in, they're playing. They're playing back up to Brees Hall. Okay, Brees Hall I, is that good?
1: I, I tell you what. The way you delivered for our listeners with your bets last season, I can't call you out on it because you nailed it last. Oh,
0: year. I'll throw another one out there, real Please quick. Please do. So, real quick, I will throw this out there only for the value of it. I mentioned it earlier. I think Nick Chubb is probably in the he's the favorite to be the rushing leader, all right. On DraftKings, and rightly so, yes. On DraftKings, uh, it was uh, I think it's uh, uh, Nick Chubb at like plus 600 to lead the league in rushing yards, and Derrick Henry plus 600 to, to also lead the league in rushing yards. They're exactly the same on DraftKings. If you go to Bet Rivers, though, you can get D- Derrick Henry for plus 900. So I put a little I put a little uh, a splash on that. I put a half a unit on that there. I think Derrick Henry at plus 900 is great odds. So if you like if you like some good odds that you think is good value Uh, plus nine hundred for Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing yards. Yeah, on Bet Rivers.
1: Unless you're betting on horse racing, you're not going to get better than nine to one.
0: Tim, what do we got coming up
1: next week? Next week we are talking about the quarterback position, which again, even if you're not a big fantasy football player, talking quarterbacks is talking the NFL nowadays. So, but yeah, we are going to break down next week. We're going to break down the quarterback position. And um, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I think
0: if you heard, uh, it, it, the excitement is is picking up a couple of notches. We're getting closer to football season. We love talking fantasy football. Any questions you guys have on your fantasy football team? Feel free to hit us up at Rick Punt the QB, Punt QB and we'll be able to try to help you out as best as we can. Um, and maybe you think that we're completely off the rocker on this. Like Tim thinks that on my bets are off the rock. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and comment on it, and so let's talk about it. Or, right.
1: or tell us we suck. We welcome that, too.
0: All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one.